from 37 of the Twim Show. This is your host, Sajid Islam, and today I'll be going over the notable news and updates in the digital marketing space from the week of November 28th through December 2nd, 2022. Today, first up, we have an inf- uh, update from LinkedIn. LinkedIn app now allows you to schedule posts, uh, but keep in mind uh, this is only applicable to desktop and Android, and iOS is going to come soon as well as you can add, um, schedule up to three months in advance. And the other thing is they're slowly rolling it out. So if you do not see it, that means it's, it hasn't been rolled out to you. However, it is generally available. It's just that it takes time to hit all the 700 plus million users that LinkedIn has on its platform. With that, Next up, uh, Pinterest has stopped their creator rewards program. They did not say why, but if you were to ask me, I would just say, I guess Pinterest realized that, you know, the creator program wasn't really, uh, you know, getting where it was supposed to take them, right? Again, it stopped on November 38th, uh, 2022, so just a few days ago, and, you know, they do have the creator fund it's still ongoing and if you had to ask me i think it kind of makes sense because all these platforms in a way to lure uh creators from tiktok and other platforms they started rewarding uh, these creators and then the problem with that is i think is twofold number one is attention because a lot of the creators were taking the same video and duplicating it on the other platforms so take the same video and repurpose it put it out on the same plat on another platform so that it creates a lot of duplicate content fragmented content and it was creating a lot of noise like for example uh, I think there is a thing uh, called the cobra effect back in the day when the British were in India where they used to pay the farmers to kill a cobra snake because there were so many snakes and then they realized that they actually created a cobra snake farm industry just because you know the people realized you know hey we can get more reward for killing a cobra so they used to just farm the cobras cut off their head show it to the british and they would ask for money i uh, look it up the cobra effect and i think that's what was happening with the creator rewards program uh which was people were figuring out hey we can make money by doing this 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 kind of engagement this kind of like and i get this much of reward now for you and me it would not make any sense because we are in the western world but for someone in the you know other parts of the world, it would probably make sense to sit down and make videos and game the systems, things like that. Anyway, um, and I mean, it wasn't really, I guess, moving the needle in terms of Pinterest's, uh, you know, revenue and other things, maybe user growth, yeah, or maybe not. Who knows? Next up, uh, there are three new options in Twitter ads. Uh, number one is website converse, conversions optimization. Then the third, second one is dynamic product ads. And third is collection ads formats. I just want you to know uh, Twitter is making some changes in the ads program. So I'm just covering them at a high level. If you really want to dig deeper or read a little bit more what these three options means and what it means, uh, you can read check out the show notes page. But I think... The, for the focus, I just want you to know there are different options in Twitter ads now. I mean, in a, some of them existed and they're just making it better, making some tweaks and things like that. So if you're ad, advertising on Twitter, this is something for you to check out. Next up, uh, TikTok has announced the fall semester uh, curriculum of its creative agency partnership CAP University. Uh, it's a, it's a, what is it called? The purpose of this program is to teach agency creatives on how to show up on the TikTok platform. Uh, CAP University aims to provide in-depth training insights for marketing and ad partners to help them maximize their use of the platform for their clients' promotions. Now, having said that, I think you should still check it out if you are 
playing the TikTok game or you could just buy someone else's course for $47.97, whatever the dollar they're selling it for. But I think this is a good place for you to hear what TikTok thinks you should be doing and to actually uh, making some uh, gains on the platform. Okay, next up in the GA4 land, GA4 has added two new metrics for the reporting uh, reporting section. One is views per session uh, that tracks the number of app screens or web pages people look at during a single visit. And the average session duration me measures the time users spend on the website. They're very self-explanatory. This wasn't there. I think these are the two very useful metrics. So again, you can use it in your report, share it with your bosses or you know clients. Off we go. Now, moving on to the SEO front, uh, Google has says HTTP slash three doesn't impact SEO. What is HTTP slash three? It's a HTTP three is just a new standard in development uh, that affects how web browsers and servers communicate with significant upgrades for user experience, including performance, reliability, and security. Now, when you hear that, you think, oh yeah, this will help me with SEO because you know what? Core Web Vitals is linked to how fast the website loads, user experience, and things like that that is true but however not yet because uh, John Miller says it's still not something that Google uses uh, because uh, there are some gains but Google is not still using it because I think one of the reasons for that is HTTP 3 is still a standard in development they haven't like you know really locked it in uh, saying this is the going forward this is what HTTP 3 means that's my perspective uh, having said that now you know you really don't need to make any changes talk about stuff if you, any agency comes and tells you that hey you need to make some changes you know I shouldn't buy that at the same time, on the SEO st standpoint, you know, some guy on the internet claimed, oh, there is something called SEO compliance score, and that's going to help you whether, you know, how good uh, you show up and not show up. And then Google's uh, Danny uh, Sullivan came back and says, hey, there's no such thing as SEO compliance store, okay? St score, not store, score. Uh, so where, and what Danny is saying, look, everything uh, that you need to know is covered in search essentials right uh, number one and the other thing is they can avoid technical errors that prevent index uh, indexing and uh, number two is don't spam number three consider some best practices about producing content meant for humans which is basically going back to the eat um, formula which is uh, expert authoritativeness and trustworthiness keep that you'll be good the other thing from the content perspective, you know, Google has said, hey, look, listen, if we detect, we have algorithms that can detect uh, AI retained or plagiarized content. And if we find, and when we catch those, we demote, we demote those contents. What this all means, like, you know, there are like, you know, platforms like Jasper and content.ai or some copy.ai, something like that. And there's plenty of the plethora of that. They says, hey, you give me an idea and I'm going to create a content or you give me an article, I will like you know, repurpose it for you. Google is saying not so fast. We have algorithms that can detect it, that you know, it was written by one of those platforms or one of those AIs, because again, it all stems from that whole GPT uh, AI based language. I cannot remember. I think it's GPT something. Okay, but nevertheless, where I'm going with this is like, do not use it. Like a lot of gurus, a lot of you know, experts are saying, you know, hey, now you can churn out content like, you know, a content factory by writing like 20 contents a day because you can just give it topic. It's going to go search Quora and all these places and he's going to just start out con content. At, do it at your risk. If Google is saying don't do it, don't do it. 
Uh, also, Di Nugent, who actually is the Google's guy, search quality, he's in the search quality team, he also says, because if you're doing this, it actually, uh, scraping, it's considered scraping content, even with some modification, it goes against our spam policy, and you know, when you do that, you don't want to be, you know, be blacklisted by Google. Next up is Google's point of view on long and short content, because it came up recently in an office hour, saying, you know, hey, uh, are you guys going to give us rewards if we have short content uh, versus long, a long versus short, and what, how many, what percentage of the content. It's a big topic, discussion that happened. The gist here is that, look, you can have short contents that does not, short content that does not necessarily mean it's gonna get indexed quickly or it's gonna get a plus points or brownie points for having short contents. Like, and Google is saying, look, if you can have it, sometimes contents do go virals, and if so, we are gonna con uh, index it faster versus other times we don't. It all depends on how uh, the content is uh, being uh, read or consumed on the internet. Now, the other thing is, the question comes long content. Like if you have long content, um, what is it, does it mix, what do we do? Can we, you know, if we were to slice it up into multiple content, let's like just say, you create a big article and now, you know, it's like a 5,000 words and you're like, oh my God, this is such a long article. Maybe I, I should slice it up by page one, two, three, and 1,000 words on each pages. Will that hurt, would that count against me? What's gonna happen? Things like that. Google is saying like, when you take a 5,000 word content and slice it into five different pages, this is called pagination. Pagination is fine, uh, but if you were to create something called, let's just say, you take a product, page from a dealer's website or manufacturer's website and you copycat the whole thing, you don't make any changes or maybe minor changes without adding any really anything substantial, then you know that's not really long form content or that's not splitting content or anything that just counts again, uh, goes against what you're trying to do. And same thing happens with doorway pages. Doorway uh, pages are usually considered a thin form of content because oftentimes these are web pages that are designed to rank for a specific keyword. For example, a page created for to rank for a keyword phrase and a city, different city names where all the pages are virtually the same except for the names of the cities, right? Again, in pages like those, it counts against you. Other than that, uh, I think if the content is not thin, uh, it's really like, you know, if it's like in a good quality human human preferred or like you know it goes back to the EAT thing that I mentioned earlier then you're good if not it's considered thin content and you should stay away from it that's what Google is trying to say talking about contents and links uh, which links are going to come up in a sh sh bit but Google is saying there are disavow tools out there disavow means you know it's a way to notify Google hey there are some websites linking to my website and I don't know who they are they're just linking it please do not, uh, please ignore them because I do not believe they are the right links. When, that's called disavow. Uh, what John Miller is saying, look, there are, there are websites, uh, third-party tools that will kind of come and show you reports saying, you know, there are like this suspicious links, there's 20 suspicious links or 30 suspicious links and they're harmful and you should go disavow. John Miller is saying, you know, look, don't worry about it. It doesn't, it's not really worth the effort unless you have paid for those links and then you should remove it. Now the question for you is, Mr. Listener, if you have hired an agency and they've done this crappy thing, then you really do not know, right? It's, you need to now go, because you do not know if they paid for it or not, and you need to now go remove them. That's the challenge. So the best part is always to hire a reputable SEO agency. And the other part is that now that if you find you have some of those links, 
And if someone is saying it, you really do not know if it's for right or wrong or if they're just milking you because they can make money by doing some of this BS work because they do not know, you do not know what happened prior to this agency or consultant coming on board. I guess you have to bite the bullet and just go ahead and disavow. That's my thought. Okay. Now, talking about links and backlinks, again, you know, if you are getting linked from another website to your website, it's a link, it's a backlink. And then obviously, if you think that's not a link that should be happened, you could do disavow. Talking about backlinks, Google is again coming back and says, look, backlink is not as popular as it used to be. We don't use it as much as we used to be. Back in the day, we used to, but now not anymore. So, you know, don't worry too much about uh, generating backlink and going and spending like, you know, hiring consultants. And I say this because there are people on the SEO industry who are suggesting and pushing, you need to create backlink, backlinks miss authority, Google is going to get you reward. Google themselves are coming and says, don't spend too much time, right? So I would rather listen to Google than try to some consultant, a third party consultant who actually stands to make more money by selling me a backlink service. That's just me, up to you. This brings us to the last update of this week, which is Google's, uh, what does Google think about no index and crawl budget? Again, let's talk about what crawl budget is. Crawl budget is the number of pages a Google bot or Google will crawl uh, and index on your website within a given time frame. Every website has a different ones. And what's basically Lizzie Sussman from Google saying, you know, look, uh, any URL that uh, the crawl, the Google bot crawls is counted against your crawl budget, right? Even if that, the link, if it crawls a page and it comes back as saying, hey Google, this is a page I don't want you to index, still it will count as your against your crawl budget, which basically means if you had a crawl budget of 10, that Google will only index 10 pages of your website and you had five pages that says, please Google do not index, Google will subtract those five and have you, you will be left with five other pages. Why that do that is because Lizzie is saying, look, we do not know that we are not supposed to index this page until we have already crawled that page because we need to know that information. We only know that information after we have crawled. So that's why it counts against your crawl budget. That's number one. Number two is if pages that serves 404 status or anything like that, they don't count as your against your crawl budget. So if you have like, you know, links, if you have links on your website, Google comes to that first page, homepage, and then from there, there are links that are broken, which basically generates a 404 errors. Google says it does not count against your crawl budget because we really actually went, did not go anywhere. We couldn't crawl anything. So that's number two. Number three is now that crawl budget, uh, and we know what is crawl budget, what is index and no index is, now if you have too many no index pages, does that count against you? That's the question that was asked. And Google is saying, no, it doesn't count against you. You can have as much as you want, as much as you need. Uh, there is no hard and fast rule. There is no ratio of how many, you know, oh, you can have 50% no index pages and 50% index pages, then yeah, it's good. But if it's 60 and 40 split, then you're in bad areas, nothing like that. Google is saying it does not really matter. Uh, the third thing I want to share with you is, uh, let me see, coincidentally, oh, what about, you know, if spammy and third party sites are linking back to my no index page, will that count against me? Google is saying, no, don't worry. It kind of touches back into like, you know, second to last, uh, 
the last, yeah, the two updates prior where I said, you know, spammy links, disavow tool, it kind of comes, comes back to here. But in this case, you know, obviously these are no, no index page. No index pages basically means you tell Google, hey, Google, I know you you know that this page exists, but please do not index it, which basically means it will never show up in the search results. That's it. Already, folks, that's it for this week in marketing. Now you know everything to be in the know. Until next week, take care. Bye-bye.